Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Romans, chapter 15. Here's Pastor Ryan. Good morning. How's everyone doing? Good, blessed. Blessed to be with you guys. You made it out on a rainy day. The rain itself declares the glory of God, does it not? It's a beautiful thing. So blessed. Turn with me in your Bibles this morning to the book of Romans chapter 15. We'll be beginning in verse 22 this morning. That's Romans chapter 15 beginning in verse 22. And give me an amen once you are there. And Father, we thank you again this morning for your love, for your grace, and your mercy. It's new every day, Lord, and we're just so grateful that you are our God, and that, Lord, you've given your Son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins. Oh, Lord, we pray this morning, forgive us our sins, cover us in the blood of the Lamb, wash us clean. And Lord, as we study your word, we know that we can do nothing without you, so we ask that you would just pour out your grace. Holy Spirit, enable us, guide us. Give us your power to learn this morning. May it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name we pray and together we say, Amen. Amen. All right, so Romans chapter 15. Um, As you know, we're one chapter away from the end of Paul's letter to the Romans. He's wrapping it up uh, to uh, this church in Rome that he had never visited, but always desired uh, to go there. He longed to go there. He uh, actually, in in chapter 1, really really let them know as he was writing uh, to them that he was praying uh, to visit them. Uh, It says in verse 13 of chapter 1, Now I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that I often planned to come to you, but was hindered until now. And so, uh, he was hindered, but he was praying that he would see them. Uh, he had heard of their faith. They were a, a more mature uh, group of believers there at the capital. Uh, but he was hoping to see them after his journey to Jerusalem, by which he was about to embark on. He is writing this from Corinth, most scholars believe. And he wrote it in about 57 to 58 uh, AD. They say the winter, uh, the end of uh, his third missionary journey. And so uh, uh, he has been all over uh, the known world, but he had not been to the capital yet. And so uh, uh, if we look at our Bible maps, we're able to see just all over where Paul went in his first, second, and third missionary journeys. And the beautiful thing about his life is when you think about him, you know, God used him for so much, didn't he? He went everywhere. And he's like the most unlikely person to be the great apostle to the Gentiles. He persecuted the church. He was, you know, you know, of the stock of Abraham, Hebrew of Hebrews, religious Jew from Jerusalem, uh, Sanhedrin, member of the Sanhedrin, a Pharisee. And so to see how God used him 
everywhere. And, and, and to speak to the Gentiles is, is just a miracle of the Lord. And he spoke to that uh, in this chapter. Uh, in verse 15, he said, Because of the grace given to me by God, that I might be a minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering of the Gentiles might be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I have reason to glory in Christ Jesus and the things which pertain to God. And so he understood, he glorified God, that all that the Lord did in his life is because of grace. It wasn't him. It was the grace of God. Only God can take an unlikely vessel who has surrendered to him and use him to do mighty things. Paul the Apostle considered himself the least of the apostles because he persecuted the church, but then he would also say that he did more than them all, but not I, the grace of God in me. So the Lord used him. And God poured out his grace on him because he was a humble man. And God still pours out his grace on humble men and women. In any spiritual success we're going to have will be due to humility. And any spiritual failure that we have will be due to pride. God blesses humility. Paul the Apostle was willing to do anything for God. And God took him all over Asia Minor, the Middle East, I mean, just took him everywhere, but still he had not been uh, to Rome. And he said uh, uh, in this chapter, and so I make it, I have made it my aim to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, lest I should build on another man's foundation, but as it is written, and he quotes Isaiah 52 here in your Bibles, you see that there. He says, uh, and it's Isaiah 52, 15, he says, to whom he was not announced, they shall see, and those who have not heard shall understand. And that's a prophecy concerning the gospel would one day go forth. And Paul the Apostle is saying, man, this is being accomplished in my life. Like I'm, I'm preaching to where uh, he has not been announced. And it's his heart to, to preach the gospel to people who have not heard the message. And that's a, just a, a reminder for all of us that that, you know, there's somebody who doesn't know. There's somebody that hasn't heard that God perhaps is calling on you and I to be open to those divine appointments to share the gospel. To those who don't know, you would think everybody knows by now. We're in the information, we're in the information revolution. Everyone has a phone, yada, yada, yada. But the truth is there's so many people who do not know the word of God and do not know the basics of the gospel. You know, and we can't be shocked at that. They're everywhere. But if we start believing, oh, no, no, people know, people know, we may not say anything. People do not know. You'd be surprised. I had not understood the gospel before I came to Christ either. I had just been taken to church and I, and I, and kind of saw people going in a building, out of the building. I saw Jesus hanging on the cross and as a statue. And, and you know, that's all I knew. I didn't know anything. I didn't know uh, God's heart. So, there are plenty of people around us in Banning and Beaumont and the surrounding cities and our jobs and in our neighborhoods. They don't know, but you and I know. So share with them the word of God. Share with them your story. If you think about uh, this verse that he quotes, Isaiah 52, 
verse 15, verses 13, verses uh, 13 and 14 are amazing. So look at this verse afterwards. It speaks of him being marred more than anybody. It speaks that he will sprinkle the nations, meaning he will cleanse those who believe in him, and that he would shut the mouth of kings. In other words, the world in his second coming, they're going to have a, a, a moment of enlightenment and understanding. We, we missed him at his first coming. We didn't believe, and they're just not going to be able to say anything when he comes. They're just going to know that they failed to believe. And so we want to share Jesus with as many people as we want. That's what Paul was doing. It's Christmas time. It's that time of year as you shop, as you go forth. Share Jesus with those who are uh, working in the in the stores that you go to. Just be open. Say a prayer before you go into that store and say, Lord, is there anybody that you want me to run into? I mean, there's got to be a reason why I forgot the butter and the eggs. You know, and you go back in there and there's a divine appointment. You be ready. Let the Lord use you to proclaim. And so Paul is saying, I've been doing this all over by the grace of God. I've been everywhere. Verse 22. For this reason, I also have been much hindered from coming to you. And so he's saying to the church at Rome, this is the reason why I've been hindered from coming to you. Why? Because Paul's been everywhere for the Lord. He's so busy going all over in his missionary trips that he has been hindered uh, from, from going to the church at Rome. And that's an interesting thing. We're going to camp out on there like we never, we rarely camp out on one verse for a long time, but it's a rainy morning, so I thought, why not? He was hindered. For this reason, I have also been much hindered from coming to you. And um, it's an interesting fact about our God that he will sometimes hinder us from doing certain things. Amen? Paul said he was hindered. In his prayers, he said to them, I've been longing to come to you, but I've been hindered. And the reason why is because the Lord hindered him. The Lord had him doing other things. And it is true that God uh, does indeed uh, at times hinder us. Uh, in First uh, Thessalonians, or actually in Acts chapter 16, verse 6, Paul was desiring to take the gospel into Asia, remember? And it's in Acts 16, verse 6. And the and it says here, uh, Luke writing, now when they had gone through uh, 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 Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. And so at that moment, we're told the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, hindered them, wouldn't allow them to go to Asia to preach the gospel. And then Paul receives a vision from a man in Macedonia pleading with him, please come to us to preach the gospel. So God had his place in Paul's heart to be able to change his direction, to hinder him, whatever you want to call it, but let him go to some places and not to others. And that is what was happening with Rome. Paul was hindered by the Lord because God had him doing all of that ministry in Asia Minor. When we think about Paul's ministry, we can't help but give God glory and understand that 
God's grace and goodness was upon his life. To think that all of these people in all of those areas were coming to Jesus Christ in droves, right? Gentiles coming out of the woodwork and accepting the message being preached by this ex-Pharisee, this ex-Sanhedrin. It's a miracle of miracles, right? God's grace was upon him. Not only that, but that pro-counselors and leaders in the community were also coming to faith. And at time, some of the leaders of the synagogue were even believing, believing in Jesus Christ. The grace of God is all over what he was doing in Paul's life. We, we see that. But also, through all of his journeys, it was hard, right? We, we know that, right? If, if you study it, it wasn't easy. It wasn't just thousands coming in droves and being saved. It was also him, you know, almost, you know, being killed many a times. He would write about it in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 through 28. He said, are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool, I am more. And he says this because he's, 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 he's sharing with them the difference between those who were robbing them and him being the, the true apostle of the Lord because they were boasting in all of their works. And he says, I am more. He goes in labors more abundant, in stripes above measures, in prisons more frequently, in deaths often. From the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils amongst false brethren, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Besides the other things, what comes upon me daily, my deep concern for all the churches. And so it wasn't easy. Though God's grace was on him, we see that it was very difficult for Paul and that his life was at stake many times for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so why didn't he go to Rome? Because he followed the will of God to do all that in Asia Minor, to go to Macedonia, to go to the Middle East, to go all in those areas, preaching Jesus Christ, even though he was risking his neck. Where at Rome, it may have been easier. The church was established there, and it's the capital of the known empire. They probably would have had him into their homes. It would have been feasting and fellowship and, and good times and just a real, real time of rest and being embraced. It would have been easier. But yet, thank goodness, Paul listened to the will of God that hindered him from going to Rome and rather, he honored the Lord, and the ministry God had him on was the dangerous route, not the easy route. And so when you think about the Lord in our own lives, he is so good. He is so amazingly loving, and he cares about each and every one of us, no doubt. He cares about our desires. The Bible says that if we delight ourselves in the Lord, he'll give us the desires of our heart. But as we honor the will of God, he teaches us in, in the little things that will eventually lead to bigger things and bigger ministries. 
Whatever he sent Paul out to do on his missionary journeys and not go to Rome were somehow developing Paul's character to the time when one day he will arrive at the capital at the right time, which is God's timing, and in the right place. Does that make sense? Kind (laughs) of. But if you think about it, I mean... Paul would end up in Rome one day, he will, but in chains, arrested. I don't know if young Paul in the faith would have been okay with that, but we know that this Paul, who understood that God had a different plan and not for him to go to Rome yet, wasn't time that God was developing his character to one day he'll say, lock me up, where are we going? And knowing that somehow God would use that for his glory. And our Lord is loving, like I said. When we come to him and we dedicate our lives to him, he cares about our desires. He cares about what ministry we might want to get involved in. He cares about all of these things. And But yet there's these lessons in the small times, in the beginning of our faith, in, in, the, in the small beginnings that He wants to accomplish in us that we may not see at the time. But as we walk with him, we see him training us. We see him molding and shaping us. But everyone gets on board saying, Lord, I'll do anything. But the question is, will we do anything? And that's something that the Lord wants to instill in all of us, a willingness to do anything for the Lord. Anything. We go to Asia Minor? Sure. Not go to Rome? Yeah, but I really wanted to go to Rome. But will you go to Asia Minor? Will you go to Turkey? Will you go to these places? Turn with me to Luke chapter 9, please. Luke chapter 9. Give me an amen once you are there. We there? Verse 57. All right. Now it came, now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. Right? If you think about the apostle Paul, when he had the, his experience on the road to Damascus, did he not say, who are you, Lord? And then he said, what do you want me to do? And when we come to Christ, we come broken, we come just devastatingly joyful and broken all in one package that we've been saved, right? And we'll do anything for you, Lord, that you would forgive me of all my sins and adopt me into your family. I'll do anything. Something happens and we kind of lose sight of that, right? We just maybe have been walking with him for a long time and we're not there anymore. And I think it's good to remember how we felt when we first came to the Lord. We We were willing to do anything. And God tested that, didn't he? He tested. Are you truly willing to do anything? And this guy here says, it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And so he let this man know, who declared his willingness to follow Jesus anywhere. Jesus said to him, look, foxes have holes. They have a place to sleep. Birds of the air, they have a place to sleep. The Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. He's letting this, this, this man know 
count the cost. It isn't easy to follow me. It isn't always comfortable to follow me. It's not always going to be convenient for you. It's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. Then he said to another, now Jesus turns and he says to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And it's not that like he was on his way to the funeral, but this is written to suggest that that he's waiting for his father to one day pass away and then he'll follow Jesus. And Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God, right? You go preach the kingdom of God. You go do as I ask you to do, the Lord is basically saying. And another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. But Jesus said to them, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. So it wasn't like someone, this person was going to just say a quick goodbye or whatever. He was going to linger. He was going to stay there. He was not going to follow the Lord. And the Lord is saying, you know, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom. We have to keep following the Lord and be willing to follow his will. That is important here. Are we following God's will in our life? Are we even spending enough time with him in prayer to find out what his will is for our life? I thank goodness that Paul honored God's will and and went all over. All of those people got saved. The churches were planted. The gospel spread throughout the known world. But he prayed to go to to Rome. It says in verse uh, 9 through 10 of Romans 1, he says, For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers, making requests, if by some means now at last I may find a way in the will of God to come to you. And then in Romans 1.13, he says, Now I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that I often planned to come to you, but was hindered until now. And so he was praying. He was praying. But the Lord said, not yet, not now. And there's a lesson in that, that, you know, God often, you know, will sometimes not give, not answer our prayers, not say okay to our requests of, of prayers, of uh, certain things that we may desire, but also in, the calling or ministries. I think of, of coming to the Lord 23 years ago and just being available because I didn't know what God's will was for my life. I just made myself available. And I think that if you're new to the faith or don't know where what place God has for you within the church, where to serve or what to do, I think the best thing to do is come to church, fellowship, take notes, bring your Bibles, open them up, Pray to the Lord and ask, how can I help? Where in the church am I needed? And so 23 years ago, I really didn't know what God had for me. All I know is that I needed to be in church and that I was open for whatever, wherever God could use me, wherever the need was. And I was invited to go to um, an orphanage in Mexico. I think that was the first thing I ever did was an orphanage in Mexicali. 
And I went there and God was just showing me through the poverty of the kids and through the fellowship of the brethren caring for them. He was teaching me about serving him. And then from there, the juvenile halls. And then from there, the Orange County jails and everything built upon it. And then from there, you turn for Christ and then, you know, getting ordained as an assistant pastor and doing marriage counseling and family counseling and all of those things for years. And then, you know, starting a home Bible study in Beaumont, which eventually grew to be the church. But again, I had no idea that these things were lined up. All I knew was that God wanted me to be faithful where I was at and wanted me to be available for whatever the need was. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweetheels.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We are-